OTB GAA. Listen, Tony, I scored 3 4 the last day. Like I said it there during the week, that, like if you scored 3 4 in training, you expect Michael Lee Higgins to come down the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Hurling on Off the Ball with Board Gosh Energy, proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship. So we've heard from Ollie Canning and Kieran Carey already on the show today. Now it's time to focus in more depth on the Clare versus Kilkenny match tomorrow, four o'clock throw in a Croke Park. On the line are the former All Ireland winner with the banner, Colin Ryan, and the ex Lee McCarthy Cup winner with the Cats, Aidan Taggy Fogarty. Colin and Taggy, how's the form? What's the crack? No, we're good, yeah. Good. No, another form for a semi final now this weekend. So uh, uh, hopefully we'll get one over on this time. Yeah, I like that, John. Uh, good and uh, in good form for Sunday. Very, very good. At the rhythm of a semi final, lads, Taggy, I don't believe you ever lost a semi final with Kilkenny. I was just thinking during the week, no, I don't think I have. Um, I've been very lucky. Um, been on, obviously, a very good team. And um, yeah, haven't lost a semi-final. It's a, it, it's a strange kind of a match. It's, um, you know, the cliche of kind of like semi-finals are there for winning. I can understand that statement. Um, like it, you're so close to an Ireland final. And, and if you lose, you really come up with nothing. And you're literally looking at the other opposition team preparing for two weeks. You miss out in suits. You miss out maybe a holiday. You miss out in the build-up um, to, to the other Ireland. So so it's huge. And then if you win it, it, it's just all about winning. You don't get anything for winning. The prize is to be in the other Ireland final. And that that that's what I can understand about that statement. About they're just there for winning, and, and that's what they are for. Um, but it, it takes on a strange life of its own. It, it's a strange match. And Kilkenny took a lot of learnings out of defeats in semi-finals. Remember, 0-1 and 0-5 against Galway, both times uh, there were big changes in Kilkenny after those defeats. Yeah, there was. Yeah, uh, Brian made a lot of switches. Um, I think it's just in my own time, and that's what we're talking about. It was definitely a lift in training and in mentality and in physicality after the Leinster final. Um, I suppose there's, um, the championship was different back then, John, in terms of uh, structures. We played four games, we'd be in an Ireland final. Uh, so we had two matches in Leinster, and then we had a six week break to a semi final. And that's when everything was just lifted um, in terms of training. But we even had more meetings. Um, Brian was more on edge. You know, the whole thing just took on a different life. And uh, that's why we were totally zoned in. And our trainers usually went very well. We had a great panel. And, and we were just so totally psyched on this one game. And you know, I don't think that's changed for Kilkenny either. Yeah, and Colin, 2013, you top scored against Limerick. Maybe coming into that game as underdogs. Yeah, and I, I'm disappointed there, no, John. You said uh, I have a 100% record in semi-finals as well. Played one, one, one. Not the same as uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah, we were underdogs in 2013, I suppose. Well, underdogs on paper, we didn't feel like we were underdogs. I suppose we had we'd beaten that Limerick team a number of times. There was a number of us in the dressing room that had come up against them, and uh, uh, we obviously felt like they were on the crest of a wave after winning a monster final and uh, we we just wanted to take them down I suppose we had momentum on our side we we won a couple of games we got back on the, the wagon shall we say and, and we got a good, couple of good wins behind us against uh, Wexford and Galway and um, they were probably playing the waiting game a small bit and we probably just came at them with, with a lot of um, uh, momentum and everything was going right for us and, and I suppose there was a will and a want there for for, for us to go and win that game so it, it's very hard to pick who's who's underdogs this weekend you know um, I would have said last year they're very evenly matched but obviously Kenny then went and, and 
uh, and blitzed us in the first couple of minutes. I suppose losing John Conlon early uh, in the in the warm up or earlier that day didn't help Claire and and how they set up and stuff. So um, I know they have a couple of injuries going in this year, but I think we're we're better set up, maybe a bit more resilient and and can deal with them things. Are you channeling the hurt as well because you've got a motivation now to atone for last year in Clare? Yeah, definitely. Like them, like from speaking to the players. Um, you know, I suppose over the winter they were fierce disappointed with with their showing against Kilkenny last year. You know, and uh, physicality. I suppose Kilkenny, you know, went at them and uh, and took them on. And Clare were found wanting. You know, and I thought our forward line seriously malfunctioned that day as well. You know, I thought we got very narrow. Uh, we played at Kilkenny's hands. Um, you know, allowed Kilkenny to have support very close to one another. And you know, I think they'll be looking at that an awful lot differently this year and trying to create that space and maybe get runners through the channel and stuff but um, obviously being able to match up physically uh, in defence and making sure that Kilkenny and especially TJ I suppose last year isn't winning as much primary possession as he did that's going to be really what they're going to look at And are Clare uh, better than 12 months ago in your view Colin? Do they have more energy? Have they planned the season a bit better in terms of the timing? Do they have a better bench? Uh, You know what I think it is John I think last year I, I, I don't think they fully believed in themselves, you know, that they could come up against. I think they surprised themselves maybe with some of their performances in the round robin stage. And then obviously in the Munster final, uh, being that close to Limerick, but obviously going to extra time, you know, it really, really wore them down. Um, I think they've planned their season better. They haven't used up as much energy maybe in getting to this stage. Um, also the addition of like Adam Hogan, um, Aidan McCarthy being around, you know, there's lads, there's lads showing up uh, maybe they weren't showing up as well 12 months ago. So I think, and also I think they realised that they seriously malfunctioned in that semi-final and they, they, they want to maybe uh, put that to bed and make sure that they can perform. But I think they've gone about their season a lot better this year. There's a lot more belief in the squad and they've kind of just done their business. But I, until I suppose they, they, they show up on Sunday and put a performance together, um, they're not really going to, to know they're going to prepare and they're going to make sure. But I think from looking on the outside, they're an awful lot more resilient. They're better set up. I think we've more options as well this year than what we had last year. For Kilkenny, your buddy uh, from Emeralds there, Taggy, Derek Ling's in charge. Has been much of a culture change, much of a difference between the Cody and the early Ling era? Um, there hasn't been a whole lot of changes, John. I think there's been subtle changes. Um, I think the big thing for Derek, he went in, he didn't clean out ship. He didn't drop all the elder statesmen. Uh, he didn't make a big point of calling out lads or whatever the case may be. He went in. He actually gelled the young guys and the older guys together, I felt. Um, looking at the Leinster final the last day, uh, the guys coming off the bench, like Walter Walsh, uh, Killian Buckley, uh, Parik Walsh, these guys look a little bit more rejuvenated and a bit more kind of life in them. Um, you know, Killian Buckley hadn't played a game for a long, long time. Um, besides the goal that he got, he, he played very well catching balls and, and he cleared one or two off his lines as well. So he's rejuvenated the older guys. Um, and obviously he was there as a selector with Cody when he was, um, when he was there as well. So he knows them lads. He was under 21 selector then for Kilkenny, so he knows the younger guys. He bought on maybe the Billy Drennans, uh, unfortunately got injured, but he could have easily been placed. He's on the panel. And he's um, put in Blanchfield, he's trusted him, wing back, he's put in Corcoran. And I think he's kind of brought a little bit more freedom to the hurling game in Kilkenny. Um, I think the likes of the backs are allowed maybe venture up the field. If you remember Mikey Butler's goal, it was actually David Banchley, the wing back, linked up with Mikey Butler, who made the run all the way up to 21 and put it in the back of the net. Would you have seen that in Brian Cody's era? Maybe not. 
Um, but I do think there's a bit of freedom there. I think they do work the ball a little bit more um, in terms of puck outs, uh, in terms of looking at the lad in the best position and giving the, po- the best possible ball to the forward line. But he hasn't gone away from the fundamentals. And he hasn't gone away from the fundamentals of uh, Kenny Hurling. Uh, or the Brian Cody ethos, which is Kilkenny Hurling, and is also Derek's beliefs as well of the honesty, uh, the trust, uh, the win your own ball. You know, the aerial battle, Kilkenny Raw is very good at winning their own ball in the air. He hasn't gone away from that. Uh, he's put a lot of ball into the square, into the full forward line. So I think he's gelled an awful lot of what Cody has been done um, and Kilkenny type of hurling with his own subtle changes. Is he telling Anthony, is he telling nothing now, Taggy, Derek? He's told me absolutely nothing. He's not even answering me phone calls anymore. He, he, <laughs> I think it's towards the last stage, John, all he's getting out to now is mass with the kids and he doesn't want to talk to anybody else. And I'd say he's keeping his head down and I sent him a message there this morning. Uh, I said I'd get in early, just uh, the best of luck and uh, and that was it. So and I wouldn't be asking him, yeah. if I met him on the street, I'd prefer talk about soccer or are you going for a pint or whatever the case may be rather than bring up Harlan because he doesn't want to talk to me about it and I don't want to even, you know, because he's sick of lads asking questions yeah. maybe and last thing you want to do as a friend is, 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 is question them and he's probably wondering, are you, are you on the weekend doing something that you leak something out? So, uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't even ask him, John. Yeah, it's a strange one. Kilkenny had so much success, Taggy, and you were part of that. But like I'm looking at it, it's eight years now since in All-Ireland. That's a longer gap than it was between, say, 93 and 2000. Yeah, it, it, it is a long gap. Um, I think teams have got better, John. Obviously, this Limerick team has come along um, and are just a phenomenal team. Uh, they're going for four in a row. Uh, I don't like saying it, John. I need to keep that title down to Kenny if I could at all. Um, so whether they get there or not is a different story. But yeah, we've been in a semi-final since 2018. Um, so that's whatever, so four, five or six um, semi-finals. Um, and we still haven't overlined it in there in Ireland. We came up at Limerick last year, uh, just barely fell short. A few small things, maybe puck outs, we, we kind of lost away, just lumping ball uh, down on top of that brilliant um, back line in, in Limerick. Uh, a few small things, we could have easily won that game. But it has been a while, um, and there has been a changeover in Kilkenny, and I think the big fear was that when Brian Cody went, would this team dismantle, and with the all what we just talked about of the hard work and hard to beat fall away from this team, and, and it didn't. And I think... Derek has come in subtly as we spoke about and there has been massive changes but we're still competing and there's still that ethos is still there we have a le- we've competed in the league final albeit we got bet well by that Limerick team uh, we've won the Leinster crown and we're in Ireland semi-final so from a changeover from management I think that's pretty good With Brian Lowen Colin if you cut him I'd say he'd bleed yellow and blue Yeah yeah like it's uh like you are talking about there about the Kilkenny mantra and how things go like if, if you were to compare somebody who could possibly close to to what Cody is on the line with uh, Kilkenny it's it's Brian Lohan you know like he just has that aura about him that you know he'd fight with everybody he just uh, he'd back his players uh, but he's also fierce honest he's, he's fierce straight talking um, and he has these players fighting for him you know like he has that kind of he's brought that Honesty and and belief to the to the squad where like they know they need to win their own ball and if they don't win their own ball or can't fight for their own ball then you know he's not going to look at them but he also has them playing with a bit of freedom and stuff like that so like it's I, I wasn't kind of expecting him maybe to 
uh, to come in and be this consistent or build this consistent a team but he seems to have put uh, serious foundations in place for, for Claire Hurland that it seems to me no matter who you are and, and come in you know you, you have them characteristics that um, you're not going to let the team down or you're not going to first of all you have to work hard and, and go at it but then obviously you know the, the game can take over and you can play a bit of free flow and hurling and stuff like that but yeah he's turned into a bit of a cult hero on the line now as much as he was uh, I think in the full back spot it's kind of important, isn't it, for Tony Kelly, John Connor, these types of players, maybe to finish their career with more than one All-Ireland. They're such talented players. It's 10 years now. I don't know if Clare have underachieved, but back then you felt, well, we're going to go into a golden era here with Clare, but it was Limerick who got into the golden era. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, from speaking to John, I know, like, he's he's kind of hanging around. Um, you know, he kind of knows there's a good squad there, like, and stuff. And obviously he's, he's fierce important to, to how Clare are setting up, but like Tony and Shane like when, when things weren't going well in the last maybe in, in, in the middle part of their career like they were holding Claire together you know you think about John and nearly single-handedly taking us on All-Ireland final in 2018 you know uh, and winning an All-Star off the back of that Tony's performances you know what Shane O'Donnell has done the last two years but I think uh, there's other players now coming on board you know the likes of Davy Fitz who are in All-Star uh, talks you know Peter Duggan uh, Ryan Taylor Colin Malone like we hadn't had that in the middle part it was either it was boom or bust really you know it was the it was the big guns or nothing you know so to have that consistency I think the lads know that there's a good squad there um, but I'd absolutely be thrilled from if you know the service they've put into Clare Hurland they've never been uh, they've never let Clare down um, you know in their, in their hardest of times they're always going to be there and it would just be absolutely brilliant for them to get to the All-Ireland final obviously but it would be it would be fantastic you know for them to add another medal to their collection before they finish up What was Tony Kelly like to play with? Uh, sure like he was he was he was a magician you know like um, I, the one thing I, I said to somebody during the week like what what, what you don't get with Tony is that like there's no airs and graces with him he's so humble you know I remember when he would come into the squad you know he was like a sponge he'd be just kind of listening to you and talking to you and, uh, and obviously we played in the forward line together so like we would have had a lot of discussions and he would have come looking for advice but like it was nearly me looking for advice off him you know like I don't think he realised that that like they rejuvenated the squad what he did his athleticism you know his willingness to get on the ball and like I, I think sometimes people talk about Tony you know in a different breath maybe to Shane O'Donnell but you know I nearly talk about him in the same breath because like what Shane does his selflessness um, his ability to win ball you know I actually think he's taken the pressure off Tony a lot maybe in the last two years and not being the predominant ball winner you know they're, they're fitting really well together and like it would have been an absolute travesty if Shane were to finish his career with that uh, concussion you know it's absolutely brilliant to see him back and you know he's probably playing the best hurling of his life at the minute You know Shane O'Donnell you can you, you always tell by his gauge when he has the ball and he has those kind of marauding runs um, even like just back to the 2013 replay when did you find out that Shane O'Donnell was in the team? Does it surprise you? Not, not, not to mind what he then did. Uh, like, I suppose uh, people people will always say, like, that, oh, you found out the team was named and stuff like that. But, like, you you kind of had the feeling, like, in training that week, um, you know, I'd, I'd, have been, I'd have been close to Darroch. Um, obviously, you know, he's the same age as me. We'd, we'd have been chatting and kind of got an inkling off him coming out of training on the last night that, you know, something was up. 
um, that uh, he wasn't going to get the start. Like so, like Shane, like uh, people think he came out of nowhere, but like he came on, he came on in uh, extra time in the Wexford game. You know, like he he played a couple of games that year and stuff like that. But from seeing him in training, he's just so elusive. And like I think what he's added to his game probably now is his physicality. Uh, you know that he can man up and be the predominant ball winner in that half forward line but like when when, when he comes down with a ball he's just like his footwork is just absolutely fun the only person you can put him on par with is, is Keane Lynch for what he can do with a slitter you know like Shane can just bring a ball down out of the clouds and it falls into his hand and he makes the, the hardest of tasks look so simple which is probably the best compliment I can play him It was a sensational day wasn't it that, that, that what Shane O'Donnell did it's one of those things that will always be in hurling history and you can never take it away from him yeah, like it'll be always be known as the Shane O'Donnell final, you know, like that. Um, and I, I it, no more than, than anything else, uh, it probably hindered his career a small bit afterwards because everybody was expecting Shane to score 3 3 every game that he went out in, you know, like we were absolutely thrilled that he did it in the biggest stage possible and he'll always have that. But, um, you know, he was a marked man after that, and I think people were probably judging him maybe on higher standards than. Uh, than what he should have been held uh, you know in, in the years after that people were expecting that every game he went out but um, like, like he's just been a phenomenal servant to Claire Hurland and he, he still I think you know when, when you look at my young fella is like uh, is nearly six like and you know it's Shane O'Donnell and, and Tony Kelly you know like is it just when they get the ball and what they do with it like that's all they're looking out for Sure Taggy knows all about man of the match performances in all Ireland finals back in uh, in 06 uh, sure he, nobody can ever take that away from Taggy either uh, we talk about Tony Kelly TJ Reid uh, you know what was it like to play with TJ Taggy yeah, um, j- j- just like what Colin was saying there, uh, absolutely brilliant. To, to, just to touch on the fact of me getting man of the match, not to be going on about no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is my opportunity. Uh, no, I was taken off in the semi-final uh, that year, I remember, against Clare, actually, would you believe? And um, I was pretty much an unknown entity, but I got man of the match. And like that, I actually felt the pressure that I nearly had to perform every day I went out and get man of the match since then because I started the highest. And there's only one way you go, uh, John, when you start at the peak. It, that's, that, that's a down downward curve but um, so I felt the pressure of that but like, like that TJ I remember TJ when he coming on the panel first and he was like a little schoolboy. he absolutely just loved hurling he'd be poking around on his own and he'd be saying DJ Carey you know when you're out the back and like DJ Carey puts the ball over the bar and TJ shoot put it over the bar and he roared himself on like this, this is how kind of a school boy he was when he came into the panel first and uh, he, his talent was just unbelievable his, um, his aerial ability he makes it look so easy um, but he had to learn the way I suppose of uh, Brian Cody and he didn't just walk onto the team he had to up his work rate massively and TJ could score 8 or 9 points at training but it was the one hook or block that he missed Brian might say to him you know so that's the aspect of his game that he really worked on and by God he has worked on it and now if anything he's gone full circle he's catching them hard balls and he's laying off and he just brings players into matches and I remember playing um, behind him on the number 15 he was out wing forward and you just know the ball is coming down that he's just going to catch it so you're making your run it's like when you play with players all your life and you just get used to their form I'm making the run before the cornerback sees it and I'm gone and he just has it in his hand and I know he's going to throw it out so that's that's what great teams do that's what the Limericks are doing they're just so comfortable and so kind of understanding of what's happening on the pitch around them Um, and he's matured so much and I think when a lot of his 
Henry and Tommy and uh, JJ Delaney they were, the, they were massive leaders I think TJ took it upon himself to say right well it's time to me to step up now and, and he has done and what he's done is phenomenal and even last year's Ireland you know he, he was so good in that in our Ireland and he's coming to 36 years of age next year um, he, he's getting on a roll again this year he'd be the one to man mark as, as well uh, albeit Owen Cody stepping up for Kilkenny uh, he's, he's one of the main players as well but TJ just a phenomenal player and you just don't know what he's going to do and he's gone to more of a kind of a roaming role he's changed his game as I said he can score his frees are just immaculate he, tra- he packs them so much every night of training uh, but he's bringing players into the game now and he's winning that hard ball and Mossy Keown and Adrian Mullen named on the Kilkenny team look we'll see what happens just before I throw in that sometimes the teams can change but you mentioned Owen Cody there a good man of creating space yeah uh, Owen is brilliant and has been brilliant uh, all season I think um, you know they put Parig Mannion back on him in the Leinster final um, to, to curtail his influence uh, he still had a massive influence on the game and that's one of Galway's best defenders um, he's big he's strong he's captain and sometimes as a captain's role it, it can kind of maybe influence you as a player that you, you feel the need that you have to be doing certain things or have to be performing or maybe have to talk in the dressing room but oh he doesn't strike me as a man like that he's just doing it on the pitch and I think players are really rolling behind him um, you know they stopped down after Leinster final into the into the hospital there where Mikey Carey was brought in the cup um, and, and that's all a, a player mentality and I think that's maybe Owen Cody driving that he's from Bally Hale they have a great culture down there they had a few tragedies the last couple of years that really brought them together so I think as a person an individual off the off the field he's just a super guy and I think that Leinster final really brought that Kilkenny team together uh, it's been a long time since I've been sitting in the stand and I look out and I've seen managers celebrating players really celebrating albeit it was the manner and way it finished last puck of the game but still it was just real kind of we got over the line and it kind of gelled them together and they went out and they had whatever enjoyed themselves on Monday and Tuesday and, and you know that, that'll bring spirit to that team and to drive them on the extra bit Maggie Fogarty and Colin Ryan are with us to talk about Clare and Kilkenny predominantly, but also we will touch upon Limerick and Galway before we go. Colin, the Clare full-back line, Connor Cleary's named again in the team, but there might be a doubt about his ability to start with that shoulder injury. But ultimately, Brian Lowen's got to fix this because against Limerick, they were exposed a little bit in the full-back line and surely there are enough good defenders to plug the gap if there is a gap. Yeah, um, I suppose, first of all, when you look at the Limerick scenario, like when Aaron Galan gets into form, um, like there's barely a, a back in the country that can that can look after him, you know. And it's it's about really making sure maybe that the, the ball coming in doesn't suit him. You know, there was an awful lot of ball played across field into his, you know, into his left hand, and he was turning and and, and being able to turn onto his left side so much. Um, you know, so like that's really going to be the the one thing that like Keen Nolan. I actually thought he did all right. I didn't think there was much he could do really with the ball that came in, but. Clare are going to have to protect uh, the full back line an awful lot better than what they did that day and I know for instance that day that Dave Reedy was, was was dragging John out the field a small bit and I, I, I don't think Clare will want that to happen again uh, this Sunday um, I think they're probably going to have Colin Malone sitting a bit deeper you know allowing Ryan Taylor maybe to, 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 to roam and run out but uh, like obviously Connor, Connor is a, a massive influence on this team, and you're losing an awful lot of physicality when when you lose him. But um, like having uh, Adam Hogan come on this year has, has increased our options. You know, David McInerney's going really well. Obviously, we lost John last year at centre back, who controls everything. 
um, and he's like the quarterback like so we, we really need all them but the addition of Adam and the find of Adam also Shane Amori coming back in you know gives us just different options and stuff like that but it is probably important that Connor starts the weekend but uh, it, it is really a hard one because like last year uh, Kilkenny really went at us physically and, and high ball and stuff like that so we are going to get a handle on things or have to get a handle on things early and make sure that they're in this game uh, with 20 minutes to go because you know I, I really do think that this player team is as fit as it probably ever was and if, if they can be in the game with 20 minutes to go and not concede goals early and not you know concede that aerial battle early then you know they're going with a real shot of, of, of having a go at it in the last 20 And in terms of hurting Kilkenny how to clear hurt Kenny is a bench maybe a factor in that as well it definitely is but I think last year you know we we, we played very much route one um, Tony was obviously carrying a bit of an ankle injury you could see that he was moving very uncomfortably and you know he couldn't get away from from um, uh, Mikey Butler last year you know and I'm sure they're going to put Mikey Butler on him this year but Tony's going to you know he seems in better form he seems like he's moving a lot more free but we became very route one last year I remember the one ball of you know putting into Peter Duggan an awful lot last year and you know Kenny just you know are eating that up you know they're, they're, they're making sure the ball goes to ground and then they were winning the battle you know I player really need to isolate players one on one you know, they need to spread the pitch wide. You need to leave spaces for Ryan Taylor, David Fitz, Tony uh, to run down the middle. Um, you know, there's, there's strength in numbers and there's strength in, in being close to one another. And then Kilkenny backs really want to be tight and structured. Um, whereas, you know, Clare want a bit of chaos. You know, a bit of a bit of madness going on in that forward line. And I think with the forward line that Clare put out and the addition maybe of, of David Reedy, um, it's hard to know if Aidan McCarthy is going to make the squad. Uh, I know he wasn't named, but, you know, there is obviously a couple of things that may happen before then. But just the ability to, to create that bit of chaos and to move everywhere and create goal chances and having players running from distance and stuff like that. But that's something that they didn't do last year. I thought they just they went into themselves a small bit and played a lot of route one ball and, and Kilkenny will just eat you alive with the physicality of their backline. We've heard the tactical argument from Colin there for Clare Taggy. What about the argument for Kilkenny? Yeah, look, I, I think Kilkenny will stick to their own strengths. Um, I think definitely physicality-wise, uh, they're a big, strong team. They believe in themselves in um, one-on-ones, and and I think that's what they'll try to create. I think they'll um, I think they'll target the full backline um, of Clare. Uh, I think we we get a lot of uh, fruition from the boys. Um, you know, on Cody, Billy Ryan's name there. Whether we start there is another difference. And TJ Reid, uh, I think TJ Reid will drift out and they'll try to isolate the two guys inside and they'll pump ball in long enough. And then you mentioned the bench. I think our bench is going to be vital towards the end. I think Clare are in a better place than they were last year, like Colin has said already. Um, I think they're not as mostly invested out coming out of the Munster final. I think that their that their performance against Dublin showed that there's a lot left in the tank. Uh, so they'll be coming at Kenny, but are they 12 points better than they were last year? Uh, I'm not so sure. And uh, coming down that straight, do you know, Michael Kenny putting them backs to the wall, making them panic, making them make bad decisions. Clare have made poor decisions in shot selection. Uh, has that gone out of their game? I don't think it has. You know, that Munster final could have been closed out uh, if they just got their scores on the board. Um, so I just think Kilkenny would play to their strengths. They try to isolate uh, one-on-one situations. They're an animal on the breaking ball and uh, they're their bench I think to finish out the game um, is very strong Taggy uh, when we talk about Limerick and Galway 
does supremacy, does dominance, does it take its toll on a player? Do you ever know that the end is coming or is it a shock when it comes? Because Limerick this year, all of their games, there's never been a poke of the ball uh, between the scores. Like the last time they won by more than three points was going here. Round three of Munster versus Tipperary last year. Is it, is it going to be the case that Limerick are going to lose sooner rather than later? Um, it's really hard with the call, John. Um, I don't think you ever believe that the end is going to come. Um, I suppose just reference our own time. I think our team were coming to an age of where players were going to retire. Uh, the likes of the Henrys, the Jages, Tommy, they were all 31, 32, 33. This Limerick team is still relatively young. Yes, they've done a lot and they've won a lot, but they're still relatively young and they're still relatively cocky enough to believe that they're not written off and I think a few statements that came out maybe after the Munster final I think that Dara Donovan saying that we're written off the media was against them um, they had injuries um, you know certain players weren't playing up to scratch but they were still winning they were still getting over the line and still won a brilliant Munster championship and if they win the All-Ireland it'll be one of the greatest All-Irelands that, that's ever been won because of the, the, the magnitude of the games and the, 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 the short the sort of fine lines of the, of, the, of the defeats and the wins so Limerick I think will believe utmostly that they can win um, but there is doubts about them. Um, you know, they're missing their centre-back. Um, Kyle Hayes has gone in their centre-back, so it's named, but you just don't know. Uh, Sean Finn is missing, uh, and Kyle Hayes is named centre-forward. How, how um, fit he, is he? I remember we were missing Brian Hogan and Heather Sheffield, centre-forward and centre-back in the 2010 All-Ireland, and Tip absolutely hammered us. So it does take its toll, uh, but it's more so about the opposition, about who they're playing and the belief that they have in themselves and what's coming down the line. Uh, because anything can happen on a semi-final, anything can happen the day of hurling and it's who kind of turns up and if Galway turns up Limerick will have it all to do I think Colin can you make a good argument for Galway? Uh, it, it, it's hard to know um, I still don't know if you're going to need an awful lot of belief I think to turn over this Limerick team um, I think the one thing to have is just that you know formula of coming down the home stretch they know that it's in them and it's going to be up to some team you know I thought it was going to be clear in the Munster final this year you know to take their chances um, you have to put this Limerick team to the, the pin of their collar when they're stressed and when you create chances against them you have to take everything uh, I don't know if Galway are that far down the line yet um, obviously listen as a Clare man you know I'd like to see them beaten I just don't know if this Galway team has enough um, uh, I don't know if this Galway team has enough to to turn them over I think if they are they're going to ha- everything is ha- going to have to go right for them they're going to have to get goals they're not going to win a shootout against this Limerick team because they're not going to build a big enough lead uh, to be able to hold them at bay when they hit their purple patch um, you're going to have to stop uh, the ball into Aaron Galland they're going to have to win the midfield battle and make sure that the deliveries aren't in like Limerick have aces up their sleeve I, I don't see Gerald Hegarty starting wing back I could see them throwing Keane Lynch in at centre back uh, and David Reedy to centre forward um, you know you've heard, you're hearing things about them trying them out in training and stuff like that but realistically if you don't stop the ball into their full forward line um, and you don't win the aerial battles against Rod Hegarty and, uh, and Tom Morrissey and uh, you know you don't stop William O'Donoghue and Dara Donovan like you need to do this consistently throughout the whole game I just don't know if Galway will have uh, the legs the belief the willingness um, uh, to be able to go through with that for 70 minutes but it's going to be up to some team it's a bit like you know Tip coming after Kilkenny all those years ago uh, some team just has to believe and want it more than this Limerick team to turn them over and somebody's going to do it sooner rather than later I think 
when you look at Paul Connerk obviously because he coached you 10 years ago and he's now with John Kiley at Limerick do you see, still see new things with Paul Connerk in terms of the systems in terms of the tactics do you know what people keep talking about this I don't think uh, Limerick have changed a lot I just think they do things better than most people you know and I think they have uh, generational talents that uh, they're getting the most out of they've created a winning culture they've created uh, a willingness to work harder than everybody else uh, yes there still is the, you can see the intelligence of how they play the ball and, and creating space and all the things that Paul was good at but you know it's not that Paul is coming up with something new every game it's just that Limerick are better than everybody else they believe more than everybody else uh, they're working harder than everybody else they're doing all the fundamentals of the game better than, than most teams and they have you know 20 hurlers that, that, that when you put them together create a phenomenal team and I think people forget that that it takes all sorts to make a really really good team you know you don't get players like Sean Finn to come around uh, you know that often uh, an absolute mammoth of a cornerback you know a Declan Hannon who's controlling a freak of nature like Rod Hegarty at wing forward you know that's able to move and score and uh, and stuff like that you just you don't get players like that all the time but they're just making the most of it and you can see that Paul is kind of putting in place maybe uh, to build on their strengths constantly but it's not that he's changing things up uh, game to game we're speaking to Colin Ryan Clare legend and Kilkenny legend Taggy Fogarty on the show about hurling uh, Taggy I got the sense from just your initial comments you're quite uh, maybe a bit more positive about Galway why? I am John Um in a strange way, I think the Leinster final defeat helped Galway. Um, now, it, it was an awful way to lose the game. The worst possible way to lose the game, last pocket game, didn't even get a chance to get, get to get it out um, and, and try to get a score down the other end. And the dressing room, and you could see Henry was deflated. But I think it actually made Henry make big calls. He dropped Cooney and he dropped Finton Burke uh, for a Tipperary game. And he, he started Fahey and Morrissey in the corner and he gave the younger lads a chance. And they did well. And I think they've rejuvenated a small bit. I think they're playing better in patches, in games, and for longer than they have been. Um, I think their panel and their bench is stronger. And... I think everyone's saying if you go the route of Tipperary, Limerick and then to the All-Ireland it's a tough route but Tipperary were relatively flat I felt and it didn't take that much out of Galway and I think Galway could have easily bet them by 8 or 9 pints and they didn't so they have an awful lot to work on and the old rate of Galway every couple of years John I feel there's a massive game in Galway and I'm not saying every year every couple of years they get one chance and they get one game and they can blow you out of the water and I just have a gut feeling that it could be on Saturday and that this team is going to click. Henry has said it already that maybe if this team clicks, it would be very hard to beat. And if they do click and they do play for 70 minutes, they have the likes of Cooney, Fintenberg, Tom Manahan to come off the bench and finish out a game. But they do have to click. And that's the problem with Galway is their consistency. But I do think the Leinster final has helped them in terms of panel, in terms of freshness and in terms of kind of restating and saying right we have to go the back way this is what we have to do and hearing Taggy a almost Kilkenny Galway prediction from you for the final um, yeah I'm going to throw a curveball and I'm going to say Galway are going to beat Limerick um, only going to be a puck of the ball in it I think um, I just think maybe with the injuries um, how Lim- I know I've said they've got over the line by pints and they've won the Munster final 
But this is all about Galway turning up. If Galway turn up and play for 70 minutes and get something out of their bench and keep it a tight game and keep it at maybe one or two points coming down the final stretch, I think that they can get over the line. Um, so I'm going for Galway on Saturday. And uh, yeah, I'm going for Kenny on Sunday. I just think, um, not with me heart, uh, I'm going with me heart and me head. Uh, I think they're, they're just a better team. I think they're battle-hardened. I think they're more reliable. I think we can expect what we know what was going to come out with Kenny. I think there's still a few little failings about Clare in terms of their shot selection. And I suppose the Croke Park factor, you, you talk about shot selection, John. If you're on the sideline in Croke Park, you really have to strike that ball across your body to make sure it doesn't go wide on the near post. You have to really make sure your your, your vision is in, that your touch is in, that that ball is going over the bar because Croke Park is a swirling wind. It's a different stadium. It's a bigger field. And you have to be really sure of your shots if you're being under pressure. And I think Kenny will put them under pressure that no shot is going to be easy on Sunday. Uh, and I think Kenny's bench is a little bit stronger and Kenny are going to be a little bit fresher coming out of Leinster. Uh, haven't played all the tough matches that Clare have. So I'm going for Kenny Galway or Ireland. You heard it here first. And I'm almost hearing from the thread of conversation, Colin Ryan, that you're going to go for a Limerick Clare final. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go clean off to it. Uh, <laughs> again, again, like making, making, and it's amazing, I suppose, with two semi-finals that you can talk like that about, you know, realistically, which is, uh, which is a great way to be, I suppose, the four best teams have really got there. Um, but like I uh, go, talking about Saturday's game I, I just don't know if Galway have the squad to go at this Limerick team even with their bit of vulnerability this year I think Clare Kilkenny are building squads to go toe to toe with Limerick uh, and to, to really cut at them uh, I just don't know if Galway are there I hope I'm proved wrong um, you know I think they're building something under Henry I just don't know if they're fully there yet I think he's he's made decisions this year that have changed them for the better but it's kind of like they were knee-jerk decisions after that Leinster final, you know. So I'd like to see maybe them with another year behind them next year where them decisions are made and they're kind of building towards that. But it's very hard to know. I think Limerick will just have enough uh, to get through the Saturdays. And Sunday, I just, I really do think that Brian like, has really instilled uh, a self-belief into this team. I think last year was a shot in the pan. They didn't really realise that they'd get to an Ireland semi-final. And I think they believe in themselves this year. I think they should have a bit of hurt behind them. Um, and I'm hoping that that drives them over the line and that they can, you know, kind of cut loose in, in Crow Park on Sunday and open uh, Kilkenny defensively like we all know this Clare team can do at times. And obviously, as Taggy said there, our shot selection is going to have to be better. Uh, we're going to have to take every opportunity. We're going to need to create goal chances. But uh, I'm hoping that the hurt will be will be strong enough from last year that they'll want to show up and, and have a real go at this Kilkenny team. Just before we finish, Colin, what's the plan tomorrow? Is it uh, a trip to Croke Park with the family, all the jerseys ironed and everything? Oh God! It's uh, do you know what? It's 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 crazy busy. We've three now, and uh, they're, they're all birthdays are coming. So one has a school birthday on Sunday morning. So we'll hope to get up after it. Uh, it'll be on the road then. So it's uh, it's all action. It's his birthday, by the way. So it's not somebody else's. So I think I have to show up for that as well. So uh, it's uh, it, it, I'll hopefully get up the road there after that. Who he saying happy birthday to? No, Cooper. All right, very good. Well, hope he has a great day. What about you, Taggy? What's the plan? A uh, bit of a spanner in the works for me, John. Tomorrow I actually have to go to Dermot Kennedy, so uh, not 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 of my own choice. So I, <laughs> Taggy, come on! 
I've already asked what time is Dermot Kennedy on and she's told me 8 o'clock so I said the match is at 6 we can get into a pub and watch that match and then we can go see Dermot Kennedy so that's my plan yeah. for tomorrow evening and uh, Sunday I'm, um, I'm actually working uh, for local radio on Sunday so I'll be up there I have a bird's eye view perfect seat and I'll go up with the brother there there's uh, all his family there so six of us going up so uh, really looking forward to it really looking forward to a great game and a great weekend of hurling to be honest John Yeah it's been a, a look it's been a great year and this is what we live for lads isn't it yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, just just to add that in. I, I'm I'm at Dermot Kennedy tonight, so I got my day out right, Staggy. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad. But uh, uh, yeah, absolutely phenomenal weekend of hurling. You know, I think I, the only downfall I feel about it all is that, like, you know, I, I think the squad should have had more media days. I think they should have been hyping this right up, having the players front and center. Um, I, uh, that's my only downfall. I think when you have a weekend like this, you're trying to build content, and you know, to have the players talking before it just would have been that incentive where kids can see them um, you know and do a bit more but I understand the, the, I suppose the, the compacted season now everybody's trying to look after themselves and stuff like that but it just I think our publicity of these events could be a bit better Yes Taggy would you agree? 100% yeah I, I was even just thinking about the vibe around Kilkenny and uh, everyone's going to the game but there's not much talk about the game there's not much to discuss uh, teams are just kind of named and, and that was it um, I think there should be more media I think to, 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 there could be even a Friday night show you know wouldn't you love to be sitting down to Friday night show tonight listening to maybe a manager's interviews or, or a couple of players and I understand about players and managers not wanting to get in the way when I played the last thing I wanted to do was talk to media in case I gave something away in case I just gave a nugget of you know someone could actually go well I'm going to do them down for that or you know something like that but I do feel it can be promoted way way better but like our Ireland semi-final weekend it's a huge weekend in the calendar like four of the best teams left in Ireland um, you really can't call it which way you've just seen uh, I called two opposite teams than Colin there so it really is 50-50 it should be promoted more and I think you know in the media in the, there's so much social media phones Instagram Twitter everything the whole thing could be uh, promoted a lot more better and get a better kind of vibe sense because even Kilkenny and Clare we haven't played a whole lot over the years and we're not neighbouring counties so that rivalry isn't kind of there you know we haven't played each other enough in big championship matches so you need something to kind of drive that and, and that could be social media Thank God for off the ball that's all I can say that we've had a brilliant preview from yourself Taggy Fogarty Jan Colin Ryan enjoy their day tomorrow lads may the best team win and thanks so much for speaking to us today on Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk Thanks John Thanks, John. Hurling on Off the Ball with Board Gosh Energy, proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship.